darkness on Dagobah. All attention is focused on Yoda, who claims to hear the voice of a long-dead Jedi. Convinced that he is guided by Qui-Gon Jinn, he finds five priestesses who will teach him how to manifest consciousness after death. After many trials, Yoda travels to Moraban, ancient home planet of the Sith. For now, he must face the true evil that may be his undoing, and one that seeks to control the galaxy. Tigar. Welcome to our 233rd Yoda Leahy Hooing episode of Mandovision. I am your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here. Reach out to us on social media. We're still at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. All right, everyone. It is here. The day is upon us. We close out Season 6 of Star Wars The Clone Wars with a truly epic episode. And, you know, when you watch this episode, like, this this was it. This was going to be the end. There was going to be no more. Uh, the, the plug had been pulled. The carpet had been yanked from under our feet as an audience. And, and we thought this was going to be it. And so there's a, a certain sense of finality when you watch the episode. Uh, of uh, this episode in particular, like it closes out in a very cinematic-like fashion. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have like the quick cut and then the Star Wars overture hitting real hard like every other episode of the series does. No, 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 not so fast. Uh, again, very cinematic in the way they they close it out and it sort of transitions and leads us into Episode Three, into Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it doesn't do it as well as maybe what they do in. The, uh, the, the much later arriving season, season 7 with the Battle of Mandalore? Maybe not. But, uh, thematically speaking, what they do in this episode uh, just cuts right into a lot of the things that we've been talking about on this series. You know, our focus uh, on the Jedi, the cloak of the dark side, shrouding them so that they don't even know how wrong they are for their part in the Clone Wars. And this episode... It finally begins to dawn on them. <laughs> they finally start to see that they lost the Clone Wars before it even started because 
they turn themselves from peacekeepers into soldiers. And this that's what this episode is about. It's about Yoda realizing that to save the Jedi, it's it's not about taking the shortcuts and not about uh, 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 doing what it t- whatever it takes to win. It's about preserving your beliefs and making the sacrifice to preserve your beliefs. And that's exactly what we get out of this episode. It's really good stuff. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm really, really stoked on this arc. These last three episodes are just magic. And this one has some of the coolest, uh, one of the coolest action sequences ever. Uh, lightsaber fight, it, that's just off the charts. It's so good. And we will, we will talk about it as we get into it, as, as we get to that portion of the show. So let's go ahead and dive into it, right? Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Sacrifice. Season 6, Episode 13. Original air date, March 7th, 2014. That's when Netflix dropped them all. Written by Christian Taylor, directed by Stuart Lee. We have quite the cast for you this week, all right? We have Tom Kane as our narrator and Yoda. Jamie King returns as the priestesses. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. Paul Nakushi is Sifo Dyas. Corey Burton as Count Dooku, the Sith Snake and the Sith Warrior. Dee Bradley Baker as the Clone Troopers, Sith Snake and Sith Warriors. Terrence T.C. Carson as Mace Windu and the Tactical Droid, Tim Curry does possibly his finest Darth Sidious in this episode, and James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And last but not least, mo- perhaps the most overdue appearance by one of the greatest voice actors of our lifetime. I am, of course, referring to Mr. Mark Hamill himself, Luke Skywalker, playing my favorite Sith Lord, Darth Bane. Oh, yes, we get into the Darth bane of it all. And if you've not had the chance to check out the Darth Bane books, the the, the, the trilogy of books drew, uh, done by Drew Carpeshian, Carp- I, I, I know I said his name wrong, Drew K. <laughs> Carpeshian, who also helped write the first Mass Effect game, uh, go check them out. They just came back out in print again through the Essential Legends collection. Uh, I'm not 100% certain there's an audiobook of them at this point, but... The books are great reading, they're fun, they're easy, they're fast, and they really kind of get into a lot of Sith stuff, Sith stuff, that is is very unique. I mean, again, they're set so far removed from the main Star Wars timeline that they were able to, that, that Drew Carpenter was really able to kind of get in there and do some fun things and, and really explore the, the notion uh, of, of, the, of the rule of two and why it has to be two. It can only be two. The Sith can't be an army why it doesn't work as an army. And it's great. It's really, really good stuff. You know, the Rule of Two was one of those, those little nuggets that was dropped at the very end of The Phantom Menace. And we're like, what does that mean? Tell us more. Because, uh, you know, if, you, if you're like me and you grew up with the expanded universe, you know, when you would go back into, like, the Tales of the Jedi era stuff, you know, the Sith were the, these massive armies. There was tons of them. They were everywhere. Yes, of course, there was infighting and all this stuff. Like, like the power structures were, were volatile to say the least, but then you got, you, you go see the Phantom Menace, and then Yoda and Mace Windu talk about the rule of two, and you're like, what is that? Tell me more. And then, you know, you get into your Star Wars books that, that come out after the Phantom Menace that kind of break down, and they refer to Darth Bane, you're like, tell me more about this Darth Bane character. I need to know how this guy made this happen. And that's what these books are, how it came to be, and sort of like his rise and his struggle. And um, what's interesting is a lot of Darth Bane, you know, in these books, a lot of uh, the machinations that he starts carry on throughout the the, the, the generations, throughout the, the years 
to where Palpatine is ultimately the one to bring it all together. Darth Sidious is ultimately the one to bring it all together. Uh, but you see Darth Bane kind of laying these seeds of, of how the Sith will win. Uh, it, it's it, He starts playing the ultimate long game. And like Palpatine himself, Bane's looking for a way to prolong his life. So there's all these great things. Uh, it, a fascinating series of books. And then you get to this episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars in 2014, and you're just like, ka-ching! It's just this money moment where Darth Bane is, is, is realized on screen, and he's voiced by, by again, one of the finest voice actors of our generation, Mark Hamill, uh, who gets to come back to Star Wars in a, in a, in a delicious way, uh, playing one of the most evil characters, uh, one of the most Sithiest of all characters, Darth Bane. And it is an absolute freaking delight. So, you know, I'm, I'm, the rumor was that, that, they, that they, they, they wanted to find a way to get Mark Hamill on the show, to get him involved, but, you know, he's Mark Hamill. He's very iconic. So it had to be worth the... Uh, the, the time you gotta have have a part with enough gravitas for for Mark Hamill and and I think that's what Filoni came up with here. It's like, hey, you know what? Why don't you be this ancient Sith Lord who set the entire thing in motion? And like that's pretty. That's that's a lot of gravitas right there. So I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Yoda's closing out this adventure. He's gonna get those insights. He's gonna get on the path, and he's gonna start to see the long game. The long game that he and Kenobi will have to play. To, to persevere the dark times and to see the Jedi rise again. All right, let's get our plot out of the way. After many grueling trials, Yoda next travels to the ancient Sith homeworld of Moraband, where he must face an ancient evil determined to rule the galaxy. Our Jedi fortune cookie, facing all that you fear, will free you from yourself. All right, Buckethead Nation, are you ready? Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Again. Leave you I must, my friend. Guard the ship, you will. If return I do not by three nightfalls, take the ship to Coruscant, you shall. Tell them of where I went. So after being on Dagobah, going into the, 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 the tree cavern, and having that vision of, of Darth Sidious cutting down all the Jedi, the many, many deaths of the Jedi in, in his vision... Fueled by that, Yoda now carries on to the next leg of his mission, uh, which is, which, excuse me, that might be the first leg of his mission, but <laughs> moving on, you know, he's got that in his head, he's got some training now from, the five, from those five priestesses, and now he heads to Moraband, and R2, D2 in tow with him, still R2 relegated to ship duty, uh, not something I think he's a big fan of, but like they keep going to these like scary places, and R2 maybe is a more inclined to want to stay with the ship than, than uh, follow him, uh, specifically here on Moraband, a, a, a dead world, uh, a home of so many, many evil things and people. And, and you know, they arrive at this very scary temple. You know, the, you don't see any scavengers on Moraband. It is a place you stay away from for a very, very good reason. The, the dark Sith magics that probably swirl there are probably rather intimidating to grave robbers. So they probably leave that junk alone. At least they ought to. <laughs> I would. But Dr. Aphra, probably not. But regardless, uh, so Yoda goes and makes his way to this ancient temple, in the and in in, he just sort of like plops himself down and begins to meditate. And I sort of look at his meditation as not just like him centering himself, but him also sort of announcing his presence. You know, here's this Jedi here on the homeworld of the Sith, and he's here looking for answers. And what are the what what dark side? 
magic is going to rear its head? Well, first we get a, a, a sort of Sith snake creature-y thing. Who's got some words for Master Yoda? I am not. We shall see. So that's the first thing that he gets to see and encounter, and and uh, a lot, a lot there. You know, the the idea that even on this dead world, like uh, snakes and serpents still exist. You know, in here and in, er, on in er, on Earth in our history, in our mythology, snakes are are. Uh, uh, symbols of evil, and, and why wouldn't that be the same for the Sith? So it's something uh, interesting visually that that is how is the first sort of representation of the Sith we see is is a bunch of serpents coming together to form a snaky, serpenty super creature. And now we get Sith warriors, ghosts of Sith warriors appearing, and they have a really cool, unique look. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to put a specific name on it, but it, it certainly reminded me a lot of the drawings of, of, of Cam Kennedy from, from when he was illustrating Dark Empire for, for Dark Horse back in like the early 90s, uh, the, the book he did with Tom Veach. And uh, it's, it's actually I think it was Rick Veach who, who wrote Dark Empire, now that I think about it, Tom Veach was doing Swamp Thing. And what's really neat about those designs is, is you know, Cam Kennedy is a big time uh, European artist, right? Like he grew up in the pages of, of of heavy metal and 2000 AD, and so it's got these really unique designs. Like, look at the hats these guys are rocking, uh, and and it, like I said, it reminded me of some stuff that I used to see him draw in the pages of the Dark Empire. But I, I again, it may be something more common to something else, uh, somebody else's art, artistic style. So I don't want to label it, you know, 100% of a tribute to Cam Kennedy, if there's more to it than that. I I couldn't really find any sort of uh, acknowledgement of anything as, as far as that went. But it's a, it's a neat sequence. I love the voice work here. The animation is stellar as, as it has been throughout this arc. But let's go ahead and, and, and play this bit here as these uh, Sith warriors now come at Yoda. said <laughs> they're they're gonna tell somebody and i wonder who they're gonna tell <laughs> because darth sidious is alerted to master yoda's presence on moraban so he summons for count dooku who has a history with master yoda and they're gonna do a little sith magic of their own they see an opening but we'll let sidious explain all that when the time comes right now yoda enters the sith temple and this is where he encounters the the illusion of of Darth Bane and let's go ahead and play this because it's awesome. Mark Hamill doing fine fine work. Why do you come to my tomb, 
So Yoda, dispelling Darth Bane very quickly there, uh, <laughs> opens up a chamber down below where the real uh, ex exploration can begin of the Sith Temple and, and Yoda's quest to, again, unlock the key to manifesting his consciousness after death. You know, this is, this is him confronting the final fears that he has, right? Putting all these things to bed now so that when he passes, he can... Uh, uh, manifest himself and, and, and protect the legacy of the Jedi long after he is no longer in the physical realm. And that's something that they talk about later in this episode is the, the Sith, the Sith coveting of the, of the physical, right? Like they're not interested in, in power after death. They want power in life. And it, it, it's something that we're exploring throughout this arc, throughout these three episodes. These are sort of the things that we're, we're coming to coming seeing come to pass and this is what fuels Palpatine as well. We talked about this pr uh, previously. Uh, Palpatine fueled by his desire to hold on with both hands for as long as he can to the physical world while he has, where he has all the power and has amassed everything that he's worked for. Uh, all the things that he, he, he has uh, strived to achieve. He will not let them go simply because he dies. No, no, no. He's got other plans. So... Again, the, the, the sort of two sides of the same coin, right? Like, what is immortality to the Jedi versus immortality to the Sith? Uh, to the Sith, it, if it's not in the physical world, then it does not matter. The Jedi have to play more of a, a, a spiritual game, which makes more sense. They're the more spiritual of the Force users, uh, between the two at least. You know, there's other, other Force users that we've encountered that seem very spiritual as well, so I don't want to dismiss them. But... They're they're challenging. Yoda's being having all of his his notions challenged, and then that's a really exciting element for this episode. All right, so now we'll cut back to Coruscant as Count Dooku arrives in the industrial area where Sidious has made his lair uh, to have a bit of a chat with his master. I sense we have a great opportunity to strike a deadly blow to the Jedi Order, but we must act swiftly. And we'll elaborate a little bit more on what that exactly is in just a moment. But first, Yoda's going to get a visit from the priestesses once again 
here at the temple before he crosses the threshold into a realm of an area of the cha- of the of the temple uh, where they can't go. Let's let them lay this out. A warning I must give you. Yes. All your trials you have faced have been our doing. And you have passed them well. But inside there is a place where we have no control. For it is a place of absolute darkness. What happened here? It is a chamber where the Sith would sacrifice Jedi. The Sith of your time will find you there. And you will find them. Be careful, for what they may offer will certainly feel like an answer. All right, so here we go. The last temptation of Yoda, right? They, Yoda now has the opportunity to find out who this mysterious Sith Master is. Will he be tempted to take the shortcut, or will he stay true to his ideals and his philosophical beliefs? That's where this all goes. And I love the Sith magic that's in play here on the other end of it, where, where, where Sidious and, and Tyrannus are using like almost like a like a, a like a scrying glass kind of situation. It's it's really cool. I just let's go ahead and get the ceremony started over there on, on Dooku's side of things. Only the presence of someone significant to you would allow you to sense this ripple through time and space. My old master, Yoda. Yes. Master Yoda has come to Moraband, although why, I do not know. We shall, however, use the strong bond that once existed between you and your master to allow us to see things that we otherwise could not. How can this be done, Master? It is an old art of the dark side. Now, hold up to your hand. Apprentice. I need but a drop for the ritual to begin. Just Jedi. Just Jedi. Now, concentrate on Master Yoda. Bring all your focus to him. But will he not sense our presence? <laughs> we shall come to him with a familiar face. A long lost face. One he would be eager to see again. One whom he would ask and want answered. All the questions he seeks. And here is the temptation itself, the trap in which they are trying to bait Master Yoda into right now. Please, please free me. Saifo Diaz, alive you are. Help me, please. 
Yoda. I have been in prison for so long. Know who did this to you? <laughs> what if I could tell you who the Sith Lord is? Free me, and I will reveal it. No! He knows how to achieve what you seek. Captivated by the physical realm, the Sith are. What else is there? Free me, and together we can know who the Sith Lord is. Gain the power you deserve, and save the future. No. You must free me! Nothing to show me, the Sith have. We shall see. Alright, and here's where the episode really takes off, because Yoda's about to sort of pass out, and then wake up in a gunship. On their way to the Industrial District, Rex, Anakin, they're about to storm the castle and arrest the Sith. Finally, in this vision, someone's detected Count Dooku sneaking in and out of Coruscant, and so now it's time to have the Jedi spring into action Again, Yoda momentarily dazed as he figures out, gets his bearings back to himself. And then once Anakin sort of brings him up to speed, it's like, we must capture the Sith at all costs, but guess what? If they're, if they're going to make an escape, we can't allow them to escape. We'll kill them. So what I like about the sequence here at the beginning is like there's a little bit of like a mystery element to it, right? Because you're walking in on Tyrannus and Sidious engaged in their Sith magics, magics where we saw them. So it's like, wait, this can't possibly be happening, right? Because they're still looking into that sort of like scrying glass, and it, it's it's uh, you know I think we all know it's a vision, but it's sort of an interesting way to sort of have them encounter them with with doing the thing we last saw them doing on the show. I think it makes you kind of wonder for a moment if what you're seeing is what you're seeing. Uh, so I, at least I think that's the, the aim is to sort of disorient the audience a little bit into thinking like maybe this isn't a vision. This is more that something else is happening here. Something else is going on. But let's check out this, the initial encounter here between the good guys and the bad guys. It appears we have company. Take them! So great lightsaber sequence is about to happen, but I love how like easily Dooku, uh, Darth Tyrannus, uh, just just eliminates the the five oh first. You know, takes out Rex and 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 his comrades with some force lightning, uh, and then engages in quick lightsaber battle with Anakin Skywalker. So what's really great about this is the the Dooku and Anakin part in particular, like a lot of big echoes of their battle. Uh, on 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 the ship in episode three to open the film, and then obviously the similarities between how Anakin ends the threat of Darth Tyrannus, aka Count Dooku, in that is is seen here as well. Uh, so even in this vision, shades of the dark side taint Anakin Skywalker, and you know what? Also, what I really like about this vision is that it's sort of like this great climactic moment uh, where the Jedi are on the verge of discovering who the Sith Lord is. Like, sort of, it's sort of been like this big mystery throughout the prequels. And, you know, I've, I've come to, I've said it before on the podcast, I've come to really 
love and admire the prequels, but there are there are certain storytelling elements that I wish they had sort of leaned into a little bit more. And and the pursuit of the truth of, of finding out who the Sith Lord was uh, was something I wish was was sort of developed a little bit more fully. So that when you got to that moment where the Jedi realized that it's Palpatine, it's a little bit more of an impact than than what we got. And what we got was good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the Jedi Council coming to arrest uh, uh, Dooku. That sequence is great. But it, just sort of like hearing from Anakin that like, yeah, we were at the opera and he was talking to me and, you know, yeah, I think he's the Sith Lord. Yeah, you could have done that. You could have had that hit with a little bit more drama, dramatic impact, uh, have it with a bit more gravitas, if you will. So uh, this sequence, I think, is really, really cool because it's like, oh my gosh, if they capture him right here, they find everything out right now. And it's, it's to me, I like those kind of uh, big climax, big reveals. You know, I, I, I applaud Star Wars for never trying to go and, and recreate what they did with Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker because, like, again, you're not going to be able to top that. But reveals are awesome when you when they are executed correctly and when you've laid the track for that reveal uh they they hit hard when you get them right and and i was sort of disappointed they didn't even try to to do something like that and again maybe it's because like they, they they knew they weren't gonna ever get a big reveal like the vader stuff but and again this is me picking nits that that's all this is but I like the way this sequence plays out. Like, like if this was in episode three, I would be like, this scene is amazing. Uh, it, it would have been absolutely phenomenal, uh, particularly when we, when we get to the uh, uh, the, the rails and, and, and uh, the lightsaber battle between Sidious and Yoda. Again, the, nothing wrong with what we saw at, at the, at their, and with their battle in the Senate. That's a great sequence as well. But something about this uh, on, those, on those terraces, uh, just really cool. Great stuff. And again, you're going to see Anakin behead Count Dooku. You're going to see Yoda being tempted with, with knowledge and information and all these things to save the Jedi's order, but at what cost? And Yoda has to realize that, that you know, losing the battle but staying true to yourself is still winning in, in, in one form or another. And that's really what he has to get through to the other Jedi when this is all done. But the sequence is, is visually dynamic. There's a couple clips I'm going to play for you. Uh, but it's a, visu a very visually oriented uh, sequence, so I'll, I'll, I'll do my best here. But again, the lightsaber battle is fantastic. The, the animation, fantastic. The music, fantastic. The voice work, fantastic. Tim Curry, like I said, this is when I think he really owns Sidious. This is really great, great stuff. So I'll pull up a clip here for you guys, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side. But at the very least, watch this lightsaber fight, because it is rad. All right, here we go. The intensity, the action, the music, all of it. So good. Let's get it. Save him, Jedi. Can you save him? Let him go. Let him die. And you can stop all that I will do. No. The future is not yours yet. Tempted, I will not be. Sacrifice all I am ready to do. 
So, Yoda takes it pretty hard from Sidious there with the Force Lightning in order to save Anakin, who's unconscious and, and being... Uh, <laughs> several different precarious moments where Anakin could plummet to his death in, the, in this vision. But Yoda puts it all out there, right? He will not be tempted. He will sacrifice all. And, and, and that's just to remain true to his ideals and his beliefs. Again, this is sort of like the moment where it all becomes clear to Yoda that... Darth Sidious has, has won the Clone Wars already because of what he's made the Jedi do already. And it's what we've talked about. It's, it's that moment of clarity that Master Yoda needs to realize that as soon as the Clone Wars began and the Jedi took sides in it, it was over. It was over. And, and so like the machinations behind Sidious and getting the Jedi so twisted up and wrapped up in, in, into the Republic's politics that they essentially became their, their generals – Without even, without even missing a beat, was, was again, just another level of that shroud of the dark side falling on the Jedi and preventing them from seeing what was going on around them. Uh, and, and, and again, Sidious just orchestrated it so well. Now, this end sequence here is, is wonderful. It's, Lucasfilm buffs might, might uh, recognize something similar in, in this. Uh, as, as There's a lot of reminders, I should say, of the climax of Temple of Doom. Once the bridge is on the side of the mountain and, and Molaram and, and Indy are scrabbling up the side of it, that's kind of what this is here with Sidious and with Yoda. Now, Yoda has a lightsaber, so he's going to go up there, and they're going to get real excited. <laughs> and it's going to be this moment where they both come free. Like I said, Yoda's going to sacrifice all of it. He's holding true to himself. He's going to try and, and eliminate the Sith Lord here and now. Uh and I love as they fall the the laughter from Sidious. Like you know, again, Sidious knows what's going on. He knows this is a vision, uh, but the Yoda is just scrabbling, trying to get a get a handhold on the cloak that Sidious wears, so he can pull it back and see the face underneath. Uh, and just as Yoda does it, Palpatine pulls out from the vision and, and and removes himself. So it's just an empty cloak that Yoda finds as he falls to the surface of Coruscant. Uh, it's it's awesome, but it leaves it leaves. Sidious shaken. So I want to I want to play that part for you as as Sidious steps out of the vision, pulls back from the fifth, Sith magic, and realizes that Yoda has doubled down uh, and is 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 still a big time threat to to his plans. We have failed to break Master Yoda. He is strong. We will need more time if we are to defeat him and the Jedi. And now Yoda will awaken back on Moribond to the presence of the priestesses, right? And what's to come next? It's it's all right there. Uh, let's go. You know what? Let's just go ahead and play the sequence instead of trying to recap it. Here we go. Yoda wakes up from. Uh, the Sith magic that he just encountered. Yoda. Come back to us, Yoda. Died, have I? In a way. Now, does my training begin? The one you know as Qui-Gon Jinn 
absolutely love that sequence remember these beings they exist they're not linear right so they, they know what yoda's gonna have to do down the road and his as dying words in that moment there is another skywalker come back to him right here uh really powerful stuff the way they incorporated uh sound effects from the first original trilogy a lot of familiar sounds there a lot of the same music the score darth vader's breathing uh, all layered in, into those moments uh, just wonderfully executed and, and, and fantastic. So let's let's go ahead and check it all out. It's time for Yoda to go back to Coruscant and, you know, contemplate and deliver the news. But again, the way he sort of views it, uh, Yoda is much more, he is much more now in line with the Yoda of the original trilogy. Uh, you know, of fewer words. He, he is very mysterious and... Uh, uh, I don't want to say like withdrawn and introverted. That's that's not quite right. But he's very, um, he knows that they've chosen a lot of wrong paths during the Clone Wars and 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 the years leading up to the Clone Wars. Uh, what he's now looking forward to, what he's planning for, is a future, a future for the Jedi and how they might be able to make it through this intact, if at all possible. And it may not be the way in which one would think. Uh, and again, this is sort of like that enigmatic, mysterious character that we got to know in Empire Strikes Back. This is the beginning of that. And so let's go ahead and play the sequence here where uh, Yoda confers with, with Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Council has assembled. They are eager to hear your report. Afraid. Not much there is to say of my journey. So, nothing significant happened to you out there? Yes. And no. To the end, we are coming now. Did your journey give you insight on how to win the war? No longer certain that one ever does win a war. I am. For in fighting the battles, the bloodshed, already lost we have. Yet, open to us, a path remains. That unknown for the Sith is... Through this path, victory we may yet find. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. And there you have it, folks. That is the original ending of Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 6. And then we thought it was it. We thought that was the whole enchilada. Uh, it would be several years many, many years until we would get another bite at that apple that is Star Wars The Clone Wars to give it a, to wrap up some of those loose threads that we still had dangling out there. Maul was still out there. Mandalore was still in trouble. We didn't really know the final fate of Ahsoka at this point. Like, there were so many things going on. And, you know, Ahsoka at this point of the show wasn't around. 
her episodes that were scheduled for season six uh, would be pushed into season seven eventually, but initially they were just scrapped. They were, you know, a lot of the, the stuff with the Martez sisters and the Pikes and all that stuff that got put on the chopping block. Boba Fett, Cad Bane, put on the chopping block. The arc with Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress, chopping block. You know, some of the mall stuff came out in the Son of Death Hair comic book that we talked about a few months ago. We've talked about Dark Disciple, which was the, the, the basis of, which was going to be the arc for Ventress and, and Quinlan Voss in the show. That became a book. So, I mean, we've seen some of the stuff. The animatics are out there on the internet if you want to see Cad Bane versus Boba Fett. Like, they do exist, the, the, the very basic animatics for it. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say that Disney should do X, Y, and Z, but, I ah, gosh darn it, really wish they would uh, bring, that, bring, bring that Boba Fett Cad Bane fight to life for us. Just, you know, give us a, a, a Boba Fett animated special or something. Like, my goodness, I mean... You know, we got the book of Boba Fett and that and that confrontation between Bane and Boba, which was excellent, but it alludes to a history that we've never actually seen. And you know, maybe don't do that as a show, but like maybe let maybe bring it to life in a comic book like they did with Maul, or in a novel like they did with Ventress and, and Quinlan. Uh, just give us more. That's it's, that's the bottom line, right? More Star Wars: The Clone Wars. This show has so many possibilities. You know, you can do another, you can do a Star Wars: Clone Wars adjacent series, just focusing on different characters. At, and and at, at what's going on here in the Clone Wars. It, it's still a time period rife with possibilities to explore the Jedi uh, pre-Order 66, you know, pre-the-fall of their order. Like, let's spend time with some Jedi who don't believe in the war efforts, and not who, not the ones who become terrorists like Barriss Offee, but the Jedi who refuse to fight, the Jedi who know what they're doing is inherently wrong but get wrapped up in it because they're trying to save people's lives. You know, there, there, there's so many uh, avenues to pursue. And I, 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 I'd love to see them come back to this at some point. Uh, maybe down the road, maybe, you know, who knows. You know, Star Wars, uh, under the, guy, under the, the stewardship of, of, of Disney and, and Kathy Kennedy, loves staying in the time periods that are, that are beloved to the fan base. So, you know, if you're staying in the original trilogy, you're staying in the Clone Wars, like, just, keep, just go for it. <laughs> just, just go for it. And, and we'll see what happens next, all right? Uh, this episode, oh, it's so, it's so right there. It's, you know what, let's just do it. Ten steaming buckets of goodness. Ten steaming buckets of force awesomeness. This is a great episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And for what we thought was the original ending of the series, uh, really, really powerful, really impactful. So I really, really dig it, and I'm glad that we got to check it out here on the show. Because, again... I haven't watched the, the season six. I hadn't rewatched since 2014. So it's been a minute since I've watched these, these Yoda ones in particular. Great, great stuff. And I'm so glad I got to watch them again. All right. So, yeah, 10 buckets. And this season of Clone Wars, I think season six is pretty darn awesome. It's a shame it's cut short, but it's got a lot of really great stuff that ties into the mythology, leads into the films, uh, and, 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 and just kind of helps put a bow on things in, in, a, in a, a narrative sense. And I love that for it. It's great, great Star Wars. Really, really good. And I think that's all I have for you today. You know, there have been some uh, some New Year's Eve comments made by, by a, a certain director of a certain Ray movie that it's going to be really special. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till, to see more. Uh, I'm excited for more Star Wars. You know that. You don't have to sell me. I'm, I'm in for penny and for pound. Uh, so... Hopefully there'll be some news out soon. There is a possibility. I will just put this out there. There is a possibility we will not have a show next week. We'll see how things shake out. But 
it's possible we're just gonna take a little breather, get ourselves collected before we head into season seven of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted for that. There may be a special episode in the right before we kick off season seven. Still working out logistics on that, uh, but otherwise, 2024, uh, not 2025, 2024. Well, we got plenty of things to do, plenty of things to talk about, and and. Uh, I'm really excited to spend uh, the, the rest of this year with everybody who's so kind to listen to this podcast. Uh, everyone out there in Buckethead Nation, you continue to be uh, amazing supporters of the show. I hope you had a great, happy, and safe holidays. I know I've already wished you that before, but just another reminder that, that I'm thinking about you guys whenever whenever something fun like that rolls around. All right? So go out there. Be great Star Wars fans. Use these episodes to, to, to bring people into the Clone Wars. Tell them that Star Wars isn't just live action. The animation is just as great, just as powerful, just as impactful as anything they're doing in live action. And, and, and see if you can get some people to get some more eyeballs on these shows. They, they exist on Disney+. Plus. Check them out. All right. Follow us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If your podcasting platform allows it, please, sweet, 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 five-star reviews. They are so important to small shows like us, and I appreciate anyone who takes the time to do so. Uh, you're the best. You're absolutely the best. This is the Mandalorian Podcast. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom, and thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being amazing supporters of the podcast. You are the best. All right. We are going to get out of here. We'll be back very, very soon. But remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs>